Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Script Brother Steve. Welcome to my podcast, Barbecue Movies. It's June 17, 2022, currently 2.25 a.m. in the morning. Oh, I'm up late. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm doing my thing, which is working. Had a wedding video to finish up on that I've been working on for the past month or so. You know, some of these wedding videos, some of these wedding pictures, they do take some uh, little bit of elbow grease in there. So, I had one couple, I think had one, the groom, he had a pimple right by his lip. And I, every single photo I had to touch up. Uh, now, I couldn't let it go. Now, they didn't pay me more for it. I just couldn't let it go. <laughs> it's the anal retentive person in me. Anyway, people, how is everything going? How is your week going? <laughs> I tell you what. I feel so broke right now. I really, really do. I went over to Sam's Club, and that's where I buy all my gas. By the way, I love Sam's Club. I love Sam's Club way over cost. Going to tell you why in a few seconds here. But I went over to Sam's Club because their gas is the cheapest on the island. I live here on Oahu. It's four fifty a gallon uh, here on Oahu right now at Sam's Club. Everywhere else, it's five fifty. Five fifty. Now I drive a old. I think it's a 1999. I call it my barbecue truck because we bought this truck for a few grand. And then we fixed it up. It's a Ford F-150. And uh, it gets about, I think it's about 18 to 20 miles a gallon. I think it's a V6, maybe a V8, actually. So, uh, you know, and it's about 20-gallon tank. It took me $95 to fill up this freaking thing. And, uh, you know... Not too happy when I see that price. Usually, uh, when gas is great, well, under gas under Trump, it took about, I think it got about 32 bucks to fill it up. $95. I mean, give me a break. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's the profit margin for, you know, some of my small weddings that I do, right? It's just unbelievable right now. And, uh, now I, I have, I'm going to be forced to raise my prices on almost every single thing. It's really sad, but I'm just saying, you know, things are just getting out of hand. Uh, you know, I went to the mall the other day uh, to buy my mom. It was her birthday. I went there to Hallmark to go buy her a, a, um, a card. And it was about $8 for a freaking card. $8. $8 for paper. I mean, really? That's really expensive right there. And I went to the movies, right? So uh, I took my parents over to see Top Gun. By the way, this is my third time seeing Top Gun. And uh, had a great time, by the way. Loved the movie. Really, really loved the movie. I'm not sure if I did a review on this. I should do the review on it. I'll get Pitmaster Keith in here. We're going to like, you know, uh, rip that thing a new one, even though we both loved it. Uh, but anyway, took them, took them over there. The tickets cost $6 a piece because it was Hot Dog Tuesday. But then the food in there. It felt like I was dining in Disneyland on steroids. I think for a soda, a large soda was like 10 bucks. 10 bucks for a soda. And then, yeah, you throw in the popcorn and we had hot dogs. It was Hot Dog Tuesday, $2 a hot dog. But still, yet, yeah, like, yeah, the, the soda, just a soda, it was like close to $10 for a large. 
And I, I mean, <laughs> that's crazy, right? But when times were good, it was just five dollars. I would still complain at five dollars, but ten dollars, oh, that, that's crazy. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start sneaking soda into the into the uh, the movie theater, people. Okay, but anyway, why do I like Sam's Club? Just to let you know, Sam's Club. You can buy things on your phone, uh, I guess through the app. And, uh, what it is is that you pick all your stuff, like you go to Sam's Club, you pick all your stuff inside your wagon, or, or, you know, or your, or your push cart. And then all you have to do is take that app and scan everything. And then you have your, your uh, credit card that's associated with the account and you just pay for it all right there. And then that's it. You don't have to stand in line like how you do with Costco. And uh, I've been doing that and I love it. I, I, I hope. That's the, the future of just, you know, commerce because, you know, screw checking out, oh, you know, the, the old fashioned way or, or even going to the self checkout. If I can do a self checkout with an app on my phone and just scan barcodes, that is just so great. Could you, could you just imagine that, you know, and then all you have, all they have at Sam's Club, just someone in the front and they scar, they, 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 uh, they actually check, um, they actually scan your QR code that's on your phone and then they're like, um, you know, randomly scan i guess the the computer tells them what what um items they need to scan uh i guess in your shopping cart so you can go past them and i think it really cuts down on shoplifters i really 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 do and uh and they have more people checking receipts more people guarding the exits so people can't like just walk out of there with a you know like a computer or a laptop or something like that it's really great and uh so i i hope you know, the rest of the, you know, the other, you know, you know, um, I guess, uh, box, box stores or even any type of store, uh, gets to be like Sam's Club. I mean, I wonder why, you know, Costco is kind of like, you know, far behind the curve on this one. Usually they're way above the curve, right? Way ahead of the curve, but they're not. They're really, really not. But, uh, I still feel broke when I buy food. Um, by the way, uh, milk has always been expensive in Hawaii. Okay. When, when times were good under Trump, uh, we could get milk at two dollars and eighty nine cents a gallon, right? Two eighty nine a gallon, right? At worst, three dollars over at Sam's Club. Now, I go over to Sam's. It's seven dollars and forty nine cents. Seven forty nine. And if you go out, like say for example, if you go out to like um, what's the store that you folks have here? Just say a regular Safeway. Um, I think that's. Uh, uh, what is that over there? Vons. I think it's equivalent to Vons over there in California. And, um, it's $10 a gallon for $10 a gallon for milk, a milk, a, a gallon of milk. That is nuts. And then Oreos, Oreos, one of my favorite food groups, right? The Oreo food group. It's like $4.50 a bag. I remember in the good times when Trump was in office, it was like $2 something. You know, and then sometimes you buy one, you get one free. And then when you open up these Oreos, right, there's like shrinkflation going on. And shrinkflation is hitting the white stuff. There's less white stuff in these Oreos. It's horrible. It's, it's really, 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 really bad. And, and uh, you know, Joe Biden, I hate to say this. And it may sound like a, I guess, a broken record here. But he really doesn't know what he's doing here. I mean, every single day. I remember when Trump is in office and every single day was like Christmas. I mean, every single day, the Demo all the Democrats could like, you know, bother themselves with this, with this like, how to get Trump out of office. And even now, you know, they have this phony January 6th hearing, which is basically third impeachment, right? You know, impeachment number three, because they want to try to, you know, convict 
Trump of something that, that maybe he was through, you know, he was very angry that, that the elections didn't go his way. And then he, he thought that he was, the elections were stolen from him. And that, that's just, you can't think that way unless you're a Democrat, unless you're Hillary Clinton, unless you're a Democrat who's actually spent three years trying to convince the, the public that Russia and Donald Trump stole the election from you. And then you repeat. Here's the funny thing. You tell Democrats, hey, wait a minute. What happened to the Russia collusion thing, right? Three years, you know, the three years you did that to Trump. And I tell my friends this who are hardcore liberals. And they look at me with a blank stare. They say, no, uh, no, we didn't. And they start deleting all their history, all their old history status Facebook updates, right? <laughs> because I'm going to just share it, share it to them and just, you know, make them, make them feel like there's pie on their face, right? And they don't even realize or they, or they do realize it, but they don't want to admit it. That they're just a really bad hypocrite. So apparently it's okay if Democrats talk about an election getting stolen, which Hillary, Hillary Clinton, by the way, still says the same thing to this very day, right? So, so it's okay if Democrats do it, but it's not okay if Republicans and Trump do it. And why is it not okay if, if we do it? I mean, because is it okay? I mean, there must be something there, right? There, I mean, I always think there's something there. You know, you know how when people lie, and, and this is a really, really tricky thing here. When people get caught in a lie, right? And, and say, for example, they're cheating. Why don't we say when people are cheaters? Why don't we just say that, right? They don't want to talk about how they're cheating. You know, I had, I had some relatives before and they, they would cheat all the time. They would, they would uh, lie about their career, lie about this, lie about their, lie about everything in their, in their life, right? I'm not going to name, name names because they're my, they're my relatives. But if they're listening to my podcast, they know exactly who they are. And, uh, you know, I would never out them. But I remember one of my friends accidentally outing them that, that, my, that my relative was a fraud right in front of his friends who was lying, right? And then it, my relative just told, looked at my friend and told him, you know what? You need to learn how to shut up. You know, just, just shut up. Just shut up. Stop talking. You know, you're not, your, your opinion doesn't count. You have no idea what you're talking. Just shut up. And that's what it is. So when you notice the Democrats, right, all of their opinions out there, they're all based upon, like, say, for example, you know, they, they keep telling you, like, you have to fear, you know, the white supremacists out there. And if you just say, no, I don't, I don't think so. I've never ran into white supremacists. And I'm saying that as a full Asian, right, who's traveled the entire country. Say, I don't think I'm, I, I'm, I don't fear white people like that too much and all that, right? In fact, I don't fear anyone. You know, I, I fear if I go into a bad neighborhood and then maybe I may fear white people, but for the most part, no, no I don't, I don't, I don't really bump into white supremacists left and right, especially at Trump rallies, right? And, uh, but of course, you know, if I say that, they, they'll tell me, they'll look at me and they'll say, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Steve? Just don't, don't, don't talk to me. And by the way, I'm going to unfriend you on Facebook. No, they don't say that to my Facebook. I go back, I go back to my Facebook page and I realize, oh, okay, I'm no longer friends with that person, that childhood friend who all of a sudden thinks, because I don't believe there's white supremacy out there. He's not going to be my friend. And, uh, and if you even ask that one person, I'm going to, I'm not going to name names again. I asked that one person, Hey, you know what? Did you, did you ever suffer from any type of former white supremacy? Huge, they're a huge Biden supporter, right? And they'll say, I don't need to answer that question. I don't need to answer that question. So, you know, 
take that little, you know, that little story, you know, and apply it to any conversation with any far left progressive liberal. And, you know, for example, you ask, a, you ask, a, you know, a young person, well, what is a woman? I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to a climate change activist. Well, what is the, the, um, the ideal operating temperature of the earth where humanity can, can actually strive to survive, right? You keep telling us we have to worry about global warming or global cooling or, or climate change. Well, what temperature should we be at? And they'll always say, well, not as warm as we're going to be. I said, well, what is, what should we be? And they'll look at me and they'll say, I don't need to answer that. And the truth is, they don't know. Scientists don't know. Hey, do it as a, do it as a, uh, as a test. You run into a climate change alarmist, right? You know, someone who is just so panicked about, you know, carbon and everything like that. They just want to decrease their, your, their carbon footprint by, you know, buying a Tesla, getting a solar panel roof or whatever like that, taking less trips and getting an abortion as much as they can. You know, you ask that person, well, how warm or cool should the earth be? What is the exact operating temperature? Because apparently you're saying if we warm to 2.5 degrees Fahrenheit or 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit more, right? Um, in, in the next, in, in the next nine years, that's it. The whole earth is just gone because apparently humans can't live in 2.7 degrees warmer temperature. It's just gone. Right. And the, and the glaciers are just going to all melt and, and all of a sudden the water's just suddenly going to rise. Right. And if it does rise, it will probably rise at a very, very slow rate. Very, very slow rate. And we can't run out of the way. Right. <laughs> we can't turn up our, 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 um, air conditioner a little more. And how, and I always ask myself, why are people in Canada <laughs> worrying about climate change? Why is Justin Trudeau out there saying, we really have to stop the earth from warming when over there in Toronto, you know, or, or Alberta, it is cold about almost 50% of the time there. You know, I think they could use a little warmer weather. What do you think, right? Then maybe more of Canada will be habitable. <laughs> I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be really okay. But that's, that's just my, my opinion. What do I know? What really do I know? Oh, apparently if, you know, the, the, um, the earth gets warmer by 2.7 degrees more Fahrenheit, uh, wood will just spontaneously combust because all of these wildfires are just gonna burn all of a sudden. And by the way, you know these wildfires that are burning? Do you know that? Where does it burn all the time, right? It always burns in California. It's not burning in Oregon. It's not burning in Colorado. It's not burning anywhere else. It's burning most of the time in California because of forest fire management. So apparently climate change is, is just very regional. It's only happening in California. There's forest everywhere. But you know, in the forest areas where the government actually cleans up their dry brush, there's no forest fires. Where they have controlled burns, there's no forest fires. And you know what? Any of you people who do barbecue out there, any of you, right? I'll just tell you for people who don't do barbecue out there, it's super hard to actually burn wood. Wood has to be dried. We call it seasoned. And then it has to be split in order for it to burn. Because if you don't split wood, if I just take a chunk of, if I just take a chunk of wood, throw it into the smoker, it's not going to burn. That thing, that baby needs to be split. And if it's just cut straight off the tree, right? Straight off the tree and I don't even split it. I just throw it inside the smoker. That thing will not burn. It got, that wood needs to be sitting on the side. 
It needs to be split, sitting on the side for maybe about six months, seven months, and then maybe it'll burn, right? Right? <laughs> oh. What do I know, though? I'm just a simple wedding planner. Simple wedding planner. I don't know anything. Not as much as Joe Biden. By the way, Joe Biden, his approval rating is around 39%. I want to know who those other 39% is right now. And every time this dude, you know, and I don't, I don't want to call him president. You know, when he first got to become president, I said, you know, I'm just going to call him president because I wanted to, you know, I, I just wanted to like, uh, you know, uh, I guess be respectful of the office, right? But he's no longer my president. I'm sorry. I am more than convinced he actually stole this election. I am so convinced. You know, you know I saw that movie, 2,000 Mules, and right then and there, and I saw there's <laughs> there was that Democrat. Look, check out my previous podcast, okay? That guy, I forgot his name. I forgot I forgot his name already, right there. Um, uh, but anyway, he was a Democrat congressman. The name just like you know went right through my ears right now. But Democrat Democratic congressman pled guilty of ballot stuffing, you know, from 2018 on and before. And he would do that for Democratic, uh, I guess, uh, Democratic candidates. But on 2020, he had a coming to God, you know, type of, uh, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, moment where he said, you know what? I'm going to be on the up and up and I'm not going to cheat this election. But he was doing ballot stuffing and that's illegal. And you have to think about it. If he's doing it, there must be some other people doing it, right? You know, it's not new technology. It's not anything new. You know, for a fact, ballot stuffing starts. I mean, stu- I mean, it happens. And we all know, we all have friends who know some people, or maybe you've gotten more than actually one mail-in ballot. That, now, for those of you who are just joining my podcast, I tell the story, but my, my neighbor, my neighbor, he has a son. He has a son who like moved up to New York, right? So over in New York City, he got a mail-in ballot. And because he lived here in Hawaii, he also got a mail-in ballot. So he got two. He got two. His father mailed him the other mail-in ballot. Now, good thing he's a Trump supporter, but he threw away the other mail-in ballot, right? He's honest. But that's just one example. <laughs> that's, and it, and my other friend who owned, he, who had a house and he had a, he had a lot of people living in his house. He was like one of those like uh, VRBO guys. Uh, not VRBO, I guess he just rented out a lot of his rooms. I think, did he do VRBO? I'm not sure he may have, right? Uh, but anyway, uh, he gets all the mail-in ballots from all of his, pre- his previous tenants and they got mail-in ballots, you know, from, you know, wherever they moved to. So, you know, for the fact that you, you know, you take a, a voter roll that's very old and you just send out mail-in ballots and you don't even confirm their address, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, a plethora of double votes very, very easily. And it could be swayed one way or another. And there's really no way to double check on these mail-in ballot votes to see if, you know, these are actually attached to a, to a single person. You know, a single person may have two votes, three votes, four votes, right? Because as soon as it's open, you know, it goes into that pile and it'll just get scanned. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter at all. <sighs> what are we going to do, people? What are we going to do? So the big news this week, the big news is that the Federal Reserve has just raised interest rates three and a quarter point. And uh, unfortunately, it's going to affect anybody who has big credit card debt, uh, who has variable rates in their mortgages out there. 
and uh, you know who wants to buy a new home, especially if you want to buy a home in Hawaii where the average price is like 1.1 or 1.2 million dollars. Now it's going to cost a lot more money to like you know you know pay per month. Okay, just crazy stuff. You know, just really really crazy stuff. Now the Fed did this, of course, to and to be, the Fed did this to curb inflation. Because inflation is out of control. Inflation right now, according to the, I think the CPI index, the official CPI index is at 8.6%. So prices, through their very, um, I guess, complicated mathematical formula, says that prices rose by 8.6%. I wish. I wish. I mean, what are these, you know, really, what... <laughs> What? How did they ever get to eight point six percent? Is this heavily weighted by Will Smith DVD sales over in Walmart? Right? You know, I heard Joe Biden came out the other. I think earlier this week he says, if you take out the price of a home or the price of gas and the price of food, inflation is actually going down. Oh, so all the stuff that matters, right? You know, because we pay a lot for gas. Gas touches everything, right? We pay a lot for for food. Because we love to eat. We gotta eat, right? Hey, we gotta pay for shelter. You know, we really gotta pay for shelter, especially if you live, especially if you live in Hawaii. You know, if you live in Hawaii, you're starting off. It's gonna be impossible. I'm sorry, kids. You know, local kids who are like, you know, listening here, you gotta move out of Hawaii. I'm sorry. There's no way you're gonna get a job down in Hawaii and, and pay for a 1.1 or 1.2 million dollar house. You gotta go to the mainland, get a good job. You know, come back to Hawaii and go buy that million-dollar house because the jobs here are not going to pay you that much money. You know, I'm sorry. You come out of college, head to the mainland. Head to a red state. Head to a red state. That's my advice for you. But here's the thing. What the Fed is doing is not going to help anything. It's not going to help anything. You know what the Fed said? They're buying into Joe Biden's rhetoric because Joe Biden's out there saying, well, you know, this economy is just red hot right now. We did such a good job at creating this red hot economy. Right now, we can transition into like battling inflation right now, right? We're, we're battling the Putin price hike. And there he goes, battling Putin price hike, battling corporations. Because he said, you know, the inflation is happening because uh, corporations are not paying their fair share. Apparently, this dude, Joe Biden, who only spent two years in the private sector at a very small law firm, and the rest as a politician has no idea, you know, how to run the economy. And it's showing. And all the people around him have no idea. And the people in the Federal Reserve have no idea what the hell is going on because all of them are just academics. They're just academics. None of them have even run a, lemon, a lemonade stand or met payroll or ran a business where you have to pay other people, market, you know, take an idea from the kitchen table, right? And you talked it over with a friend and all that, and then and made it to fruition, and, and then marketed it and figured out how to get business and how to keep getting business because, you know, you have a democratic liberal president who keeps screwing you over. First it was Obama, and then it was Joe Biden, right? You know, you, you just have to, you know, they don't have any experience whatsoever. That's why we're all screwed up here. So why are the, do you feel, I mean, I mean, I'll ask you a question, right? Of course you can't, you can't answer me because we don't have a two-way conversation here. But then, you know, how many of you out there really feel richer right now? 
I mean, how many of you say, wow, this is a really good time to open a business? Or if you have a business, you're saying, you know, I'm just going to keep expanding. Or how many of you who are real estate, you know, investors say, wow, this is a great time to buy. Maybe it's a good time to sell, right? It's not a good time to buy, especially with interest rates going up. <laughs> it's not a good time, right? It's not, it's really not a good time. People are just saying, I have so much money in my pocket, I'm just going to start spending. I can tell you from my wedding company, dreamweddingshawaii.com, uh, well, that's my website, Dream Weddings Hawaii, right? I'm seeing couples are, are, are actually pulling back. I'm getting inquiries in, and they're saying, a lot of them are saying, you know, having some very honest conversations with me and saying, you know, Steve, we just can't handle it. We really, really can't handle it, you know? So, so I'm sorry, but, you know, we may have to do this next year or the year after next because, you know, it's costing us way too much to even drive to work. Cause I know you people, you people in the mainland, you guys drive far. I mean, here in Hawaii, we don't drive very far, right? It's only an island, but there in the mainland, you guys, you guys drive two hours this way, two hours this way. You guys live in the boonies and have to drive two hours to Costco. It's not a, for me, it's about a 15 minute trip to Costco, right? It's not for you. It's like, you know, so. So my, my heart goes out to all of you out there. You know, the gas prices go up. It really, really affects you. And now because gas prices have gone up, it's affecting the price of every single thing out there. You know, my florist, he had a, he had a heart to heart talk with me. He said, Steve, you know, <laughs> the cost it takes to get flowers out from Brazil, from Thailand and everything. You know, we don't have a lot of like, you know, a lot of our, our, our flowers are flown in. You know, we, we, we don't grow them locally. So, so he said, it's, it's like, you know, it costs five times as much as it did before. And, and because there's a supply chain problem, you may not actually get your flowers on time. So there's a problem too. So sometimes the flowers end up coming here, you know, half dead. So he, you know, he's kind of panicking a lot. And a lot of florists in the wedding industry are getting out because it's just too much of a headache. It's really too much of a headache. Joe Biden's screwing up everything. And so is the Fed. So going back to the Fed, they raised interest rates and they're saying this will cool down the economy. Well, it's going to help a little, right? But the reason why things are so expensive is because the cost of doing business is expensive. And the cost of doing business, it really, it really revolves around the price of gas. You keep gas cheap, right? The cost of doing business goes down, okay? <laughs> you know, Every single business out there, it touches the gas industry, all right? It touches hydrocarbons. You run a restaurant, well, you have your gas generator. If you're, if you're like a, you have your gas generator, your gas stove. If you're a food truck, if you run a restaurant, you got gas stove. You got, you know, you know a lot of the things, right, you know, uh, out there, right? So even some refrigerators run on gas right there. So everything touches gas, I mean, even if you do, you do delivery, you run a restaurant, it all touches gas, right? You, you know, everything, my, my company, right? Wedding company, all my customers, they fly in and hair out on airplanes, gas goes up, the price of their tickets go up, you know? So, and then me going there, going to get, get them and the price of the limo, everything, everything, every single thing in business touches gas. So when you hear liberals, you know, dis discount that, no. So all of a sudden, if you, you raise everything, a penny here, a penny there, or now $5 here per gallon, you are in trouble. So now, you know, gas is like, well, in some places, like in California, it's seven fifty per gallon. In some places in California, 10 which is nuts, you know, and I don't understand why 
gas is more expensive in California than Hawaii or other liberal states than Hawaii because we don't have dinosaurs or tar pits here, right? <laughs> you know, our gas, cheapest gas here is 450. Other parts of the nation, we're kind of keeping up with them, even in the red states, which is weird. And we have, the funny thing about it is we have a lot of taxes associated with our, with our gas. So we can actually, if they cut the, if they cut the taxes, gas will go down. So, and here's the thing. <laughs> the Federal Reserve, Joe Biden, everyone, they're doing every single thing in their power not to actually control inflation. They know they're smart guys, all right? Let's just say they're smart guys. And they know for a fact their, their agenda has resulted in hyperinflation and the ruining of America. Everything which they have done um, has actually ruined the supply chain. Prop, uh, supply chain. Everything and they're done has ruined the, the employment situation in, in a, uh, the entire America. And on top of that, it's given us record inflation. Now, just to tell you what they did is that number one, they canceled a lot of building of refineries. So we don't have the refining power we did before. They canceled a lot of permits uh, to to actually drill on. Um, they do have some existing permits on, but I'll, I'll go ahead and continue on right now. They also can, can, um, canceled the XL pipeline. Now, that, now, the gas from the XL pipeline would never come to America. Uh, that, would, that would go directly to the Gulf of Mexico and onto barges, and from the barges it would go over to Europe. Now, the entire, the entire idea was to bring Canada oil down to the Gulf of Mexico where it could be shipped efficiently uh, in bulk over to Europe or Africa. And that way it would take Russia out of the picture, okay? <laughs> and that was a great idea. And because we were already energy independent, all of a sudden North America would all of a sudden become the new quasi-OPEC. We would, we would take OPEC out of the picture. In fact, at that time when Trump was in power, it was, we, were, we, were, we were hitting the oil market so hard, Saudi Arabia was thinking heavily about leaving OPEC. How do you like that? How do you like that, right? But Joe Biden canceled the XL pipeline, and then he greenlights the Russia pipeline. So now Germany and, and all those other areas, Germany doesn't have their own oil, right? They're getting oil now from Russia. Right? Europe gets their oil from Russia, and they're not getting as much oil as it, as it could be from, from Canada, and they're not getting much oil from the United States as they could be, right? And, and the reason why all these permits... Now, a lot, the, way, the way permits happen, I did some research on this. The way drilling happens is that, you know, oil companies, they'll say, okay, we want to explore this one area to drill in, right? And it takes a while. It takes a long while to go from, you know, you know uh, I guess the permitting process takes a long while because there's so many regulations and permits to actually explore, drill, and do everything like that, right? And, and to, from... The idea of wanting to drill on a permitted land to, to actually getting oil down from it, it takes about 20 to 30 years. So what, what happens, though, is that now the oil companies, as rich as they are, they don't really want to invest into drilling for oil. They just want to, you know, once oil is there, they'll go out and pump it, right? But all the explorations are done by private investors. And private investors, you know, they don't want to actually, you know, hop on board and invest in, into all of these like, you know, very risky places to drill or to explore if the administration, um, which is at power right now, is anti-oil. So that's what you're getting. You're getting a lot of people who are not investing, investing into drilling because, you know, Joe Biden doesn't want to go there. He came out and said that he wants to make oil obsolete. He wants everyone, he wants all of us 
to transition into green energy. He wants all of us to buy a Tesla or an EV vehicle, which is idiotic because here's this, here's, you know, <laughs> this is the one thing. There's not enough lithium mines. Or there's, not enough, there's not enough lithium in the world to supply batteries for everyone who owns a gas car right now to now buy an EV car. And on top of that, <laughs> here's a really interesting thing. So say you own a Tesla. Guess how much electricity it takes to actually charge up an uh, a Tesla? Well, it's equivalent to two houses, single-family houses, that use average electricity, two houses for two days. That's how long, that's how much electricity it takes to charge up one Tesla. That's just one, okay? So you imagine you have a neighborhood of Teslas. Everyone there owns Teslas, right? That little neighborhood's going to use so much electricity per day, per month, per week, and your generator, which runs on oil, right? Because they don't want like you know, they don't want a so uh, they, they don't want um nuclear, right? <laughs> it's going to be overstressed. And what do they want? They don't want coal. They don't want they don't want that coal power plant, right? They want something like solar or wind. And there's not enough solar or wind power to actually charge up your electric car. Now you can try. Tesla does have a charger for a solar power charger for their car and it takes forever to charge it up just to let you know okay you know you know for me the one thing i love about gas cars right now it's not only the sound i love the sound of a gas car you know you know when you're a dude what do you do you want to show off to your friends you rev the engine you can't rev you can't rev an electric car it's too quiet who wants a quiet car right okay now but other things I love about electric cars, not just only the sound, right? Not the purr, but also for a fact that when I'm traveling cross country or just when I'm traveling anywhere and, you know, I'm running a little low and I just want to fill up to full, it takes me about a couple minutes to, to I mean, a couple minutes and $90, $95 to, 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 to charge up to full, right? To fill my tank up to full. And I'm on my way. I say, hey, buddy, let's go everywhere, right? But all of a sudden, if I'm driving around a Tesla, and I got to charge up, I got to go somewhere, and then I got to charge up. I got to stay at that one area for a couple hours, right? You know? <laughs> and, and then I may just get about, you know, 10 miles or 20 miles out there. Now, I could pay for, I, I could pay about 3 to $6 to get about 100 miles, and it'll still take 30 minutes to an hour to charge. But why do I want to wait around 30 minutes or an hour to charge? And if everybody has a freaking Tesla, Right or an EV vehicle, then that charging station is going to take going to be kind of filled, right? <laughs> so, so it doesn't make any sense. I get pissed off when I go to Sam's Club and the person in front of me is taking about five minutes rather than two minutes. Right? I say, what the hell's you know, what the hell's your problem? Could you imagine waiting in line at a charging station? There's like tons of people, and each person has to you have to wait like ten minutes behind them, twenty minutes just to get a hundred miles. And 100 miles, people, that's not a long, that's not a very good distance to travel. You know when you have a 100 miles and you're driving in your, in your, uh, in your truck or your car, you're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm down, you know, my, my, usually my car has about a range of like 300 miles, right? 300 miles, get the 200 range. 100 miles, you say, okay, things are, now we have to start limiting where we go, right? Now, with a Tesla, or an EV vehicle, depending on where you live, 100 miles, you go under 100 miles, you got to start looking for your next charging station. You can't just go off the map. You, you got to say, you got to plot your way. 
You know, you got, you got to change your, your habit. So if you're like an adventurer like me, like that, you know, when you drive cross country, say, oh, what's that over there? Let's go that way, right? Well, you can't do that in the EV vehicle because if you go that way and there's no charging station, you're pretty much screwed, okay? But, you know, if you take a gas car and you go that way, yeah, you're, you're bound to run into like a gas station somewhere. They may charge you a lot of money. They may charge you really a lot of money, but at least there's a way to fill up your, your gas tank, right? That's all I'm saying. That's really all I'm saying. So EV vehicles can't be for the future. Could you imagine? Could you just imagine this? Like, you know, if all of our trucks, our shipping trucks, you know, actually had to like use EV vehicles, right? We're talking the semi trucks, right? It's a, it's electric semi truck. Okay. We're going to, we're going to drive thousands of miles across the country. <laughs> okay. So we're going to drive them. 300 miles at a time, and then at a, at a single location, where you're going to have to charge up after a while. <laughs> That's not cool, people. That's not cool. <sighs> anyway, where are we going to go right now? You know, my stock portfolio, it's going down and down and down. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. How much more can we put up with the crap that's coming out of Joe Biden's mouth and the Democrat Party, because they have no idea what's important. What are you know? Here's the things that are really you know important to me. You know, I want strong borders, right? I want strong borders. I want preservation of the American culture. I want I want a strong economy. I want cheap gas. I want low inflation. I want real history, real arith- arithmetic, real English taught in schools. I don't need no pronoun crap taught in schools. I don't need no, you know, racism taught in schools, right? I, I don't need no sex, transgender sex ed, you know, taught, you know, taught in schools. You know, I don't, I don't want open borders. I don't care about pronouns. I really don't. I really, really, really don't. But all the Democrats can be concerned about right now, and especially this month, is like, oh, are you proud to be gay? Are you proud? Be proud to be transgender or gender fluid or, you know, questioning yourself, you know, and, you know, or, or transitioning and all because, you know, all the power to you because we're going to go after that pride vote now because that's where we're at because we're losing all the other votes. We're, they're losing the Hispanic votes. They're losing the Asian votes. They're losing the American votes, right? But are they losing the transgender vote? Who knows about that? I think they're even losing the gay and the lesbian vote, to be honest. And, and I'll be very, very, um, I'll be very, very straight with you here. You know, I do a lot of gay and lesbian weddings. Love doing them. Love doing them. I, I, were, I was doing gay and lesbian weddings before they were even legal. All right. So don't even call me some type of homophobic or gayophobic or lesbian phobic or whatever they want to call me, right? But. I have some serious conversations with them. I said, what do you think about this whole transgender movement? And uh, there are these lesbian girls who are just married and beautiful lesbian girls, right? And, and they said, well, Steve, to be honest, like we, we don't like that at all because, you know, just imagine if they're single and they go to a bar, well, they don't want to pick up a girl who they're attracted to and come bring them home and all of a sudden they find out that girl has a penis because they're not into penis. They're lesbians. They, they like vagina. <laughs> and I said, yes. Yes, and then the gays said the same thing. Oh, they like penis, they don't like vagina. So if they go, if they pick up a guy, a guy at the bar, and they find out that guy at the bar has a vagina, it's no, they're not into that. They're gay. They like penis. <laughs> right? Right? But apparently, if you say that, they're transphobic. 
And they said, they, they don't understand this. They said, they don't understand that if you're gay, that means there should be two penises, right? If you're, a, if you're a lesbian, there should be two vaginas. If there is one penis and one vagina, that is a heterosexual relationship. And they were telling me, both couples don't even know each other, and they're telling me this. And they say, Steve, that's just a heterosexual relationship. That is a normal relationship. Right, it shouldn't even be under the LGBTQ, you know, you know, uh, platform. But they're saying they don't understand it, and these are just regular gay and lesbian couples. Do I make my point clear there? But again, if I say it and you, and you think it, whatever that, we are all of a sudden transphobic. <laughs> okay, if you don't want to, you know, allow your kid to take hormone blockers, <laughs> you're transphobic. And all of a sudden, if you object and say, you know what, I don't think, I don't want my daughter juicing up on steroids to look like Terrell Owens. I think it's bad. You're transphobic. What can I say? I've been saying it all the time. And all of, and, and <laughs> the Democrats, they're saying, oh, vote with us. We know what's better for you, right? We know what's better. I got some pretty interesting stats for you. I want to read out for you to you before you go, before I go, I'm sorry. Well, get this. Because the stock market is crashing, okay, $3 trillion of retirement savings have been wiped out. That's all because of Joe Biden, right? Okay, the cost of finance a new car is hitting a record. Crypto traders are turning against each other because Bitcoin is just going down, down, down and all the other things and all that, right? You know? Uh, inflation is real, a real thing. And Biden is saying he doesn't see a recession coming and that he knows more about business than Jeff Bezos and also Elon Musk. Let me give you a quick uh, history lesson on Joe Biden. Joe Biden coming out of law school was bottom of his class. When he came out of law school, you know, he worked in, uh, in Delaware at one of the fourth smallest law firms over there. Now, Delaware is a small, small, small state. It's smaller than Hawaii. Uh, right now, there's only 900,000 people over there in Delaware. There's about 2 million people. Well, right now, officially, 1.2 million people here in Hawaii, the state of Hawaii. But it's more like around 2 million people in the state of Hawaii. And if you, and if you, if you look at like the, the median income here in Hawaii, it's a lot richer, okay? So, so all of a sudden... He worked in a small firm over there in Delaware. And he worked there for two years, and then he was elected to Congress. And from there, that's where he's been. And he's been a liar every single day out there. So he's one of the oldest, you know, he's one of the oldest members of permanent Washington out there. And when you have a career politician, all they know how to do is to lie and smile. But, there, but under that smile is no talent. There's nobody, there's like, they have absolutely no talent. So this is the person who's in charge of war, in charge of like, you know, peace in Ukraine, peace in Russia. He's in charge of like, you know, you know, putting a stop to war like Afghanistan. That's why he messed up on that. You know, he, he, he's in charge of our economy. He's in charge of this whole pandemic. This guy doesn't know anything. He is a flat-out idiot who hasn't learned anything. He, had, he spent two years in the real world. You know, you, all of us, you know, all of my listeners out here probably have way more experience you know, than, than Joe Biden, even if you're 19 years old. 
Even if you're 19 years old, you probably have more experience in the real world than Joe Biden because you probably had a, a regular job at one time. Okay, Joe Biden has always been a wealthy guy. He's always, and, he, and he's a career politician. Everything's been handed to him. And guess what? He cheats. He cheats. He steals. All the things on, on Hunter Biden's laptop, it's all coming true. That's a real laptop. It's not from Russia, like what he said uh, on, the, on the debate stage. That's a real laptop. That's Hunter Biden's. And he was the big guy. Joe Biden got 50%. <laughs> Joe Biden got 50% of whatever Hunter Biden made. And that was the Biden crime family. All right. Anyway, people, it's 3.09 a.m. in the morning on June 17, 2022. It's about time I go to bed. My video just stopped rendering, the wedding video I was working on. So now I can start working on that, getting that rendered while I still, when I wake up in the morning, it'll be done, ready to upload to the internet. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. You know, if you like what you're hearing, please follow me. And also share my podcast. I need more listeners. Thank you so much. I will talk to you all soon. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQTO Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.